Hey folks, we are out here on the Meeks Mountain Trails in Hurricane, West Virginia, home of the Hurricane 100K, coming to you on September 10th, 2022. And on behalf of the Meeks Mountain Trail Alliance, our events team, Ashley, Brandon, Hager, Stewart, Robert, and Vanessa, my name is Matt Young, and we are so excited to bring you this race. $7,500 up for grabs. You can run this race as solo for the 62 miles, and you can run it as a relay team, co-ed, all male and all female, and we have $7,500 to give away as part of that. All of this is made possible by a bunch of local businesses that are committed to their community. Our title sponsor is the City of Hurricane and Mayor Scott Edwards that have put up the $7,500. And our presenting sponsor, Little Caesars, which means there's plenty of hot and ready pizza at the finish line for you. They are also wonderful contributors to our community. It is starting to rain on us. <laughs> we are out here on these trails, but it may be raining on race day. We have to be prepared for all of this. So I tell you, we are here on Wegman's Wall, named for our good friend, Greg Wegman. He is one of the 350 volunteers that have put in over 12,000 hours building these handcrafted trails just for you to come and enjoy. And we're gonna showcase them for you. Some of these features, just like this cave behind us, we have all kinds of this stuff ready for you for the race. We are here to continue our runner education and runner profile series with Charlie Bowen. Charlie, excited to have you here, man. Let me introduce Charlie to you. He is 53 years old. He's a clinical psychologist, works in Cross Lanes, grew up in Ona, and lives in the Hurricane area now. He has been running practically his entire life, doing track in middle school and high school. Took his 20s off, started running again in his 30s. Since then, he was doing 5Ks and 10Ks, has gotten into doing marathons and ultra marathons, has over 23 of those under his belt, including four of the world's major marathons, two Bostons, where he has a PR of 316, and he did that just shy of his 50th birthday. So, Charlie, man, we're excited to have you out here running with us. Um, you're locked and loaded, ready for this race. And so I've got a few questions for you, one of which is, man, you've been running your entire life, like 30 or 40 years. And over that time, you, it's changed and adapted from short distance on the track to middle distance and now doing long distance. Man, how has that changed for you over the years? And how, at 53, do you still do this at such a high level and stay so healthy? Uh, I think the main thing is I've always just really loved running. I kind of got into running like through school or elementary school and stuff. I was a baseball player. Didn't run much. And then when, when I was in junior high school at Ona there, we had to run the mile and a half back in those days. And Whenever my the, the coach had us running them around the gym, getting ready for the mile and a half run, I just kept passing people, and I, I just really enjoyed it. And then I, I was also a wrestler, so I was running, you know, to get, stay in shape for wrestling. But I just even when we would run the hills and things for wrestling around the full hallways, I just always loved it, and you know that was where I excelled more than even on the map. And so you know, I ran through junior high school and through high school and ran cross country for one year and then like you said I took my 20s off and gained a lot of weight and got out of shape like many of us do but then um, I started running and got in shape at age tw between 29 and 30 and then my wife signed me up for my first 5k and I ran like 1940 something wow. around my age group and then I was I was hooked <laughs> I did then from then I just kept I just kept running and wanted to challenge myself and I ran like you said a lot of 5ks and 10ks but I always wanted, for some reason, the marathon was always there. So in 2004, Marshall had their first marathon. And I trained for that thing, and I, and I, I, got, I bought a book called The Four-Hour Marathon because I wanted to go in four, four hours, and that was my goal. 
and I, I had by the time I got there training, like I had knee problems, and I got the mile 18, and I was just done. And this old man, he was around. He was from Texas. So I'll never forget him. He was 72 years old. I think he told me he had run like over 50 some marathons. I was trying to do one in every state, and I started walking for the first time. He said, hey, Sonny, you're too young to walk. Come on. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I was jogging with him, and he helped me, you know, get going again. And the time I got into Ritter Park in Huntington, he said, you're, I'm holding you up now. Go on. So I don't feel right about that. He said, no, go on. And then I ended up getting my goal. I ran like 346. Nice. But still, you know, um, it's just the part of what I love about the running and the passion of it is just um, the community. And it started with that run, the community. And I didn't run my next marathon until 2011, but still, I, I never forgot that guy. And I knew I always wanted to get back to the marathon distance and beyond. And uh, you know, and I just have kept going and, and like challenged myself. Well, so and he was in his 70s yeah, running. 70s. Like he's probably going to crack four hours. That's pretty impressive yeah, too. And I'm sure he did. I saw him afterwards. He did. He wasn't that far behind me. Yeah. So. <laughs> So you've done you've done a couple. You said your favorite race is Rimber River, and you finished that yeah. twice. And yeah. you gave Highland Sky an honorable mention. Finished yeah. that twice. That's my all-time favorite race. Yeah. So really, now we're getting into hundred milers and forty milers too. Yeah. yeah. But that sounds like it's kind of in your wheelhouse now. Yes, and that's the thing that's kind of changed when you ask like what's changed. For years, it was five Ks and ten Ks, and you know I, a lot of times placed in my age group and things. But for some reason, I just the, the lure of the longer distances and wanting to challenge myself and just. You know, see what my body can do. Yeah. And and I got into the, my first 50k was Canal Trace. I think that was like 2013 and hot and humid. You know, just rough oh, conditions. Yeah. And then of course the frozen Sasquatches is a great race here in West Virginia in the Canal State Forest. They do a great job. And I placed in that one. I placed in the top five. I think it was 2018. And and, and then it was just you know Caleb is the reason got me into like the 40 mile distance. He ran. Um, the first Highland Sky, yeah. you know, and I saw what he did, and I was like, I got to do that, and it was tough. And it's right. still, as far as terrain, even more so than the hundred mile of terrain, I just love that race because it's it's just challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you are professional at clinical psychologist, yes. and so you do that for a living. Mm -hmm. You help other people, man. It's got to help yourself. You know, running is a physical discipline, but it is definitely it's a physical activity. It's a mental discipline, a mental pursuit. How does your training, how does your professional life kind of play into all this to make you strong in your mind so you can finish these things? Yeah, well, good question. I've learned so much from my patients. I've been a clinical psychologist since 2001, and I've worked with so many patients who have had so many you know, challenges in their life with so much loss and people dealing with addiction issues and, and you know, mental health issues, and just you know, walking with them and seeing you know, what they've overcome. Um, and then helping them with that as far as how to compartmentalize things or how to, you know, reframe things and how to just keep getting up every day and, you know, putting one foot before the, in front of the other and, and, you know, just living life and continuing to set goals and, and have things to look forward to if they're majorly depressed and things. And so when I'm out, you know, when I'm out training, and this is fitting that it's raining today, is like I believe, you know, you train in, in all conditions because you never believe what you know, know what race day is going to be and even when you're running those longer distances you're going to have ups and downs and when you have those downs you just got to be able to you know compartmentalize like okay this is where i'm at right now what do i need to do right now to get through this period because this period won't last and you know i'll have another high today and if i get to that finish line that's going to be the major high so what do i need to do like 
Do I need to uh, fuel? Do I need to drink? Do, do I need to walk? Do I, what do I need to do to just keep moving and putting one foot in front of the other? And do I need to take a break? You know, just all those things. It's just the same as life. We have challenges. We get, you know, knocked down. Um, one of the things, it's kind of funny, but it's a, it's a Rocky quote. <laughs> if you want a Rocky quote. Yeah. But I think it's in the Rocky Balboa movie. He said, it's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving yeah. forward. And I think that's a testament to life. And also, definitely, when you're running 50s and 100Ks and, and 100 milers, it's like, okay, at some point, something's not going to go right during this day. Yeah. And how am I going to manage that? Right. And that's where the mental fortitude and, and this grittiness that Caleb always likes to say comes in. Like, how am I going to get through this? And, and I, just the belief that you will. Yeah, so in Rimba River, man, two times yes. you've had this condition, temporary blindness. <laughs> and we were walking up here, and I said... Man, you can't even see how in the world do you keep going without dropping? And your answer, <laughs> he didn't even, he didn't, you I don't never, even consider it. I never really thought about it. And a part of that, too, is having good people around you and having good pacers. And during that time, I had my brother-in-law, um, Bobby Ray. Because I started this year, I started, or 2021, I started experiencing the blindness around mile 55, believe it or not. It was so frustrating because I trained so hard to go under 24 hours. And I was well on pace to do that. And um, and then that fogginess set in, you know, before I got from the halfway point to the next aid station, which was at 57, around mile 55, I started. And I was like, ah, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I had some plans and things to try, and I did. I took my contacts out. But really what got me through was just, you know, my brother-in-law, Bobby, and then Scott Partlow that I told you about. You know, just them being with me and them continuing to talk and keep my mind off things and, picked me up when I fell because I fell 24 times I think I counted her plus and I was bruised and dinged up and you know I just knew I, I wanted to get to the finish line and but really to be honest without those folks I couldn't have got I couldn't I couldn't have stayed on the trail because I couldn't see markers I, I would have been lost so really what got me through that was was the people and, and that's what's so cool about this sport is the community yeah Absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's a lot of times we're out there. We're trying to do anything we can to keep our minds occupied. You had one. You're counting how many times you fell. So that's kind of an interesting way to do it, too. I mean, how many times going to fall between here and the finish line, too? So it really is. It's kind of like a no retreat, no surrender. You go into these things, and you have to have in your mind that I will finish no matter what. I will keep taking steps uh -huh. until I can no longer take another step. Right. So great way to do that, too. Now, the Caleb he keeps referring to, part of the reason we have Charlie out here, his last name is Bowen. We have a Caleb Bowen. So this is a father and son deal out here. And he's actually wearing his shirt that says, I'm Caleb's dad on the back. <laughs> yes. And so I'm just teasing about that. It's a Boston Marathon shirt. So, but what's going to be so cool about it, and what I think is so awesome, I've heard Caleb say that you, know, you inspired him from a young age, and you continue to inspire him. And you know, as a father, which my son's named Charlie, too, man, I would absolutely <laughs> love it if someday we were doing these things together. But you guys are here in your hometown doing this 100K. You're both running it together. You do other races together, man. Yeah. What is that like for you as a dad? Yes. Well, first of all, you know, I think my claim to fame is I am Caleb's dad. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I'm running these races and trail different places they're like you know, when i say my name are you caleb's dad you know so that's how i'm known it's like hey mr bowen <laughs> with a lot of his athletes and things um but uh, it's so special running these events with him and you know running in the same event as him a lot of times people say what's it like running with caleb i said well you know what i don't really know right i haven't <laughs> ran with caleb since he was 12 because <laughs> i'm somewhere in the back or in the middle you know but 
Um, it, it's just, I'm so proud of him and, and it's just so special to be able to, like I'm his biggest fan. And that's the one thing even as he was growing up in track and cross country and doing well, I just stayed his fan. I never really tried to be his coach. I mean, I, if I did try to give him advice, he usually shrugged it off and his coach could tell him the same thing. Because <laughs> he, he had yeah. great, great mentors in our area. You know, Bubby Dent was an awesome mentor for him and Bill Posey and and uh, Coach Henley and then also Coach Schultz. And so he had so many good coaches, I just stayed dad. I never really tried to, to coach him. And um, and then when he started, he, he always said, because I was already running um, marathons and ultras, and he when he was in college, he said, when I get done with college, I want to start running those things. And, you know, and he did. And like his success, he really, he just has really developed as a trail runner. And I just really think that's his passion. and his talent. I mean, he did great on the roads and he did great in track, um, but the trails just fit him. And he just seems like a natural. And the whole time, even like in the 100 miler, like every A station, I'm asking, you know, how's Caleb doing? Yeah, yeah. And who's up front? And yeah. Trying to check it out. So I, I, that's another way I kind of don't focus on me and what's happening with me. I'm, you know, I can't wait. Like, when am I going to see him? Like, because this past year at Rim the River, um, I think he was coming up towards um, the Long Point A station and when I was going down. So that means I was at like 38, 39 maybe. 45 40. and he was 70. And he was 70. Yeah. <laughs> if that tells you anything. Yeah, you know? right. And when I saw him, I was like, yeah, he's like getting ready to give me a hug. I said, quick hug. I said, I'm sure Dan's close. And sure enough, two minutes down the road, there was Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, he's just right up there, you know. But it's just such an honor, and, and, and I feel, you know, just blessed to be able to run in these races with him. And the only down point to that is I never, I don't, the ones he's won, I haven't been there at the yeah. finish line. Yeah. And I do miss that. His mom's been there, but I miss that. But, yeah, I well, wouldn't trade it for anything. He say, you know, at some point <laughs> the roles reverse. And so now he's there for you yeah. at the finish line, too. And he has been. And, and I, I know he has. I've seen him wrapped up in a blanket, man, just hanging out for hours. Waiting on his dad, but yeah. that's, you know, he is so fast and you're, and you're still, you're not far behind, but, um, right. coming in there too. So, man, I hope that everybody that's watching this, man, we have, we have built this run for our community and to bring other people in. We are so excited to have our guests come in. We do know we have a ton of local and talented runners that are dedicated to defending our dirt, but we hope that others <laughs> will come in and race for the money in this too. Come and see what Hurricane West Virginia is all about. Come and see what Meeks Mountain Trails are all about. You're going to enjoy it, Charlie. And thank you all for right. your time thank out you here. It's been great to do it. For everybody else, remember September 10th, 2022, coming out here, the first ever Hurricane 100K. On behalf of, again, of our Meeks Mountain Trail Alliance and our events team, Ashley Brandon, Hager, Stewart, Robert, and Vanessa, we'll see you all out there.